Ah, yes. Today is November 22nd, 2014. We are days away from Thanksgiving. That special time of year, that holiday season we've moved into. And I'm excited as we focus and look at this special time of year in this great nation of ours. Yes. What are you thankful for? What has God blessed you with? We're going to look at a couple of characters in the Bible today. Actually, 10 to be exact. And uh, one of them came back who was thankful and the other nine did not. So hopefully you'll be able to relate to that and you will find out why you should be thankful through this story. Don't go away. Listen to Pierre's podcast. We'll be right back. So our key verse is going to be taken from Luke 17, verses 11 through 19. It says, And Jesus continued on towards Jerusalem. He reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered the village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, They were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Very, very interesting story. Because when you look at that story, you understand that the 10 lepers had a disease that made them outcast from the rest of society. They were placed outside the village and only allowed to look in. Now you have to understand for good reason, the town as a whole couldn't become infected with this disease. No, this would be a much bigger problem and one that really came down to one fact and one fact only, that unfortunately the lepers' lives meant less than anyone else in the town. How many times have you driven down the street and you've seen a homeless person who was sitting out in the corner in a cold, cold, cold night or they're digging through the trash trying to find something to eat. Uh, or just, you know, they just look distraught and lost and they have no one. They have no loved one to comfort them or no home to go to or no nice coat to put on their back or no shoes on their feet. How many times have we seen this and have viewed this as just the norm? And this is a lot like what's happening here in this story. The lepers were the norm. They were the outcasts. They were the underprivileged, the um, the forsaken. 
the forgottens. They were the ones that society looked down upon. And it's unfortunate because so many times this is how we treat those around us. What's really interesting about the story, though, is that when we look at this story and we see this, we really need to do a self-examination within ourselves, not just look at the lepers as a story, but the story here that Jesus is trying to convey is that so many of us who have so much in this great nation of ours, we tend to overlook the fact that God has blessed us. Sure, we may not have the biggest house, or we may not have the nicest car, but you know what? We have a car and we have a home to put over our head. We have loved ones that love us and they, you know, they're there for us. Unlike these lepers, all they had was each other. And they barely had that because they were dying off. And this is why they begged for grace and mercy from God and asked the Lord to heal them. Because they wanted to be a part of the community again. Their lives were were pretty much a wreck and he gave them the gift of a new beginning and a new life. And it's interesting because when we accept Christ into our hearts, our Lord and personal Savior, he does the same for us. He gives us a new beginning. And that in itself is something to be thankful for. Like the lepers, so many times though, we tend to just walk away and forget the fact that God's grace and mercy is what has made us whole and complete in him. You know, I asked the question, why is it that we always think we deserve something we really do not? I, I, I have to ask that question continually, not just for you guys, but even for myself. There's so many things we don't deserve, but yet God blesses us with them. And we tend to just overlook it and tend to, you know, not give praise and glory where it's due, which is to our Heavenly Father. You know, every day in our lives is a gift for us. Every day we wake up only to forget this. Our health is a blessing from God. Every day we are reminded that there are people who are less fortunate than us. They are born without a home, food, or even a disease of some deformity. But yet we complain about the texture of our hair or our body size or even the color of our skin. So many things that are not important, but yet we treat them like they are life and death. No, they're not life and death. Jesus came to give us life and take away death, but yet we tend to, again, negate that and overlook that. You know, I wanna look at a few examples of what really gratitude should look like through the story of this leper. The one particularly who did come back and he gave that to Christ, which was due. And that was the praise and glory and honor to God. And so many times this is what God just desires from us. Not that he's going to stop blessing us. No, our Heavenly Father is a God that blesses and he watches out for us and he loves us and he takes care of us and he provides for us. But yet, you know, it's like any relationship. He'd like to have a pat on the back every now and then, too. Let's dive into the story. But before we do that, I want to play a song. And uh, I think this is an appropriate song for this season. Check this out. 
smile Cause it's been a while It's been like a whole day Since I stopped So you could hold me With this child away Strong in the faith Lord, you are the refuge That I can't wait to get to Cause I can't let it Seems to rain all my dreams It's not a big, not a big deal Let it wash all the bugs off my windshield Cause you're showing me In you I'm free And you're still the refuge That I've just got to get to So I won't let a day go Won't let a day go by So put the drop top down Turn it up, I'm ready to fly And from this story. Uh, we're going to look at a few points here. And one of the things we have to learn from this story is that we must learn to appreciate the little things we have, even if it is not what we truly want. We must learn to be thankful anyway. Your attitude of gratitude will determine your altitude. Let me say that again. Your attitude of gratitude will determine your altitude. So many times we, again, we use the story of the lepers. We tend to feel like we are do something and that we should be blessed because we just deserve it and we're that great and that mighty. But really, really comes down to it just proves how self-absorbed and how self-centered and how self-focused we really are. That's really not about anybody or anyone else except for ourselves. And this is a wrong approach to take. 
you know, God has blessed us. He has given us so many blessings in our lives. As believers, we tend to overlook that and we tend to think it's so important that we should have the biggest house or we should have the best car or we should have, you know, the best gym shoes. Man, you know what? There are people out there who can't afford any of this stuff and yet their attitude is so much better than ours. And this is exactly what we see in the story with the one leper that did come back. He was a Samaritan. He wasn't even he wasn't even a Jew. And you have to understand the context of the story and the importance of this story because the importance of this story is is that basically Jesus is looking at the other nine and he's saying, "Hey, you know, these guys are basically my brothers and sisters in God, and yet they don't take the time to acknowledge their heavenly Father, Yahweh." who has blessed them and who has healed them. And this Samaritan who in that time and in that day and age was considered lower than your common dog. Literally, that's what they were considered, lower than the common dog. They were the outcast. Listen, he was outcast not only as a leper, but as a Samaritan. And yet this Samaritan comes back and he gives praise and thanks and glory where it's due. Think about that for a second. Examine your heart for a second. Man, is that you as a believer? Are you the person that knows God, has the relationship with God, but yet, yet you are so self-absorbed that all you can see is just yourself? You can't see anything else. You can't see what God has done for you or even you can't see past yourself to see how your neighbor might need your help. Again, we've been blessed above and beyond, but yet we don't take the time out to give thanks for that. And we don't have any gratitude towards it. Look at what Philippians 4, 11 through 12 says. It says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And this is great because Paul is basically explaining to the Philippians how, man, he's learned how to be content and happy in everything. And what that shows is that shows a mature believer in God. See, a mature person can basically weather the storm no matter what happens. So they're thankful in all situations. You know, if the house burns down, sure, nobody likes to lose things. And you know, if your house burned down, of course, you're not going to be jumping up and down and shouting for joy. Praise God. Hallelujah. The house burned down. You're not going to do that. That's not even normal. You're going to be upset. But you know what? A mature believer says, God got my back anyway. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for saving my life and saving my kids' lives or saving my brothers and sisters' lives. Thank you for watching out for my parents. That's what the mature believer does. And this is what Paul's emphasizing here in this particular context of these verses right here. The second point, we must be careful who we keep company with, for they could be the reason for our lack of appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving. Remember, God is the giver of every perfect gift. If you look at James 
1 through 17, and you can read that on your own time. I advise you to read that and check that out because that's going to speak into that quite clearly. But it's important that you understand sometimes the people you're hanging out with, man, could be the wrong person. That could be a person that really is not going to have a cheerful heart. You know, it's funny because we think about the children of Israel, how they just constantly complain when God delivered them out of Egypt. And they complained all the way, all the way until they got to the promised land. And, you know, they even complained, really, they even complained even up until that point. But they complained for 40 years. That's crazy. That is just mayhem. That's just madness. And you know what's so crazy? When you think about the story of the lepers, what really happened here? Man, the one had to separate himself from the other nine because the other nine, I guarantee you, in that pack of the other nine, somebody felt like they deserved it and they convinced everybody else they deserved it too. And the one had to separate himself and say, you know what? I'm not going to be like the other nine. I'm going to basically go back and give praise and glory where it's due. Because as far as he was concerned, the other nine didn't want to have any use with him. They didn't have any use for him anyway. They had, I mean, he was, again, he was a Samaritan, so they had no use for him. Listen, you have to learn to have an appreciation for the little things and the simple things God's blessed you with. Maybe you don't have a job right now. Maybe you don't have a bunch of money. Maybe you don't have the best shoes. Maybe you know your friend has a car, but you don't have a car. You know what? Be thankful that your parents might have a car. Be thankful that you can get on the bus and catch the bus to get to school. Be thankful that you may not have the newest Jordans, but you got some nice shoes that are on your feet that are keeping your feet warm in this cold season because there are kids out there who don't have those things. So learn to be thankful. Learn to be appreciative. Learn to have a heart and an attitude of gratitude. Remember, that's going to determine your altitude. It's going to determine where you're going to end up at in God's eyesight. Again, we see that story time and time again in the Bible, but especially when you look at the children of Israel. They complain, 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 complain as God delivered them from, from uh, Egypt. And God eventually got tired of that foolishness. He loved them because they were his people, but he got tired of it. Remember, your relationship with God and your relationship with God is no different than any other relationship that you have. So if I'm constantly complaining in a relationship, man, you have every right to say, man, I'm so tired of just hearing you whine and complain. You are just getting on my last nerves. And sometimes we do that. And that's exactly what happens. We get on God's last nerves. Not that he doesn't love you. You know, if you're in a relationship with someone, it's not that they don't love you. They just get tired of hearing you complain and whine. Stop your complaining and whining. Numbers 11 through 4, 6 says, The riffraff among the people had a craving, and soon they had the people of Israel whining. Why can't we have meat? We ate fish in Egypt and got it free. To say nothing of the cucumbers and melons, the leeks and onions and garlics, but nothing tastes good out here. All we get is manna, manna, manna. And that translation is taken from the Message Bible. And I think that's an appropriate translation because that's exactly how that generation, excuse me, that's exactly how this generation is today. They complain about the simplest stuff. The simplest stuff. I want McDonald's. I want Burger King. And your mom might be saying, hey, listen, I don't have money for that right now. I'm trying to get money to pull together just so we can have a decent holiday season or decent Christmas. And you're whining and you're complaining because you want the fast food 
that's in front of you at the restaurant right now. Can I tell you something? Moms and dads, you should turn your radio up on this part. You should really turn your radio up on this part. I'm going to basically co-sign for you guys in just a second. Here. As a matter of fact, go ahead and applaud when I say this. Listen, whatever your name is out there, fill in the blank. You should probably have a job so that you can go ahead and buy that fast food stuff that you want your parents to buy so bad for you. I mean, you're teenagers now, man. You're at an age now, man. You should be able to go out and you should be able to get those things yourselves. If you have a job, man, stop asking your parents to buy fast food for you or even to buy you a $200 pair of gym shoes. That's insane. I'm not saying it's wrong to have that stuff. Now, if you can, listen, if you want to go out and get it, great, go out and get it. There's more important things you could be doing with your money, in all honesty. Don't hate me, guys. Still love you. Okay, point number three. Point number three. We must be the example for the world to see. After all, if we can't represent Christ in a Christian manner, then who will represent him? Our lives will be ones filled with true happiness if we learn to be content in Christ and rejoice in others' blessings. Listen, maybe that last part again. We must learn to rejoice in others' blessings. So many times, man, I've seen it happen time and time again. And one of the things I try to be real careful of is to never, ever covet anything that somebody else has. You know, I don't have the newest car and I'm okay with that because I don't have a car payment. Praise God for that. But at the end of the day, it's a situation where I've seen some people, man, they are just not happy unless they have the newest car. And they see somebody who gets the newest car and they all of a sudden have an attitude of jealousy. And they don't celebrate in that person's blessing. They don't celebrate in the fact that God has blessed that individual and he can do the same for you. But you know what? You're so busy, man, coveting what they have. You're so busy just, well, I want. I should have a new car, you know. Or maybe in your case, maybe you're too young to be driving a car because you're only 13 or 14. But you might be saying, well, you know what? I should have those new gym shoes or I should have the latest and greatest uh, uh, outfit. Or it might be something as simple as maybe you didn't make the team this uh, this uh, this uh, school year for, for basketball, for football, for volleyball, for track or whatever you play, whatever sport you're into. Maybe you didn't make it. And maybe somebody else made it that you think don't deserve to have made it. Man, listen, celebrate. Celebrate with them. Celebrate with them. God's going to bless you with what he's going to bless you with. First Timothy Chapter 6, 6 through 8 says, Yet, true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we cannot take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, man, let us be content. Listen, you, know, you have to learn how to be content with what you have. You have to learn how to be happy with what you have. Again, learn to celebrate when other people have things. You get those nice things. Listen, you're going to end up getting the gym shoes you want. You're going to end up getting the, you know, the, the car you'd like to get someday. But, you know, it may not be right now. And again, that's okay. Don't worry about that. Celebrate with the people that have it right now and celebrate where you're at right now. Because when your turn comes, you'll want people to do the same for you. Powerful song, powerful message. Check this out. From the highest of highs to the depths of the sea. 
serve an awesome and amazing God. He is a wonderful God. He is a wonderful Lord and Savior. And we have a lot to be thankful for. I hope this message has blessed you today. I hope it helps you to reflect on this holiday season, what you have to be thankful for. So many wonderful blessings in our lives, so many wonderful blessings in your lives. And you know what? Just be thankful, man. Be thankful for where you are and where you're going and give God all the praise and glory and honor. This is Piers Podcast. You know what? Do me a favor, if you don't mind, like us on Facebook. That's Piers Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like to make a comment or just give an encouraging word, that'd be awesome. Also, if you listen to us on WBFJ 1550 AM in the Triad area of North Carolina, man, let us know that. That really helps us to keep track of who our uh, demographic is, be it on the internet or be it on the actual radio stations. 
We love you guys. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will see you all next month for our Christmas special. Peace.